0: And Welcome to the Unthinkable Tech Podcast, the go-to source for the pulse on technology that's shaping our future. I'm your host Anmul Satija and today we are here to talk about how human emotions can shape user experiences. You must have been to a restaurant where you just loved everything about it. The place looked great, the staff was friendly and the food was awesome. You would probably want to go back there, right? That's because it made you feel good. Well, it's kind of the same with digital platforms. If they make you feel good, you are going to like using them. When we use digital platforms, we not only experience their function, but also their emotional impact. This impact is intentionally designed by the creators who consider not only the visual appeal but also the emotional experiences. So, in today's episode, we will explore how these emotional responses are generated, how they influence our preferences and behaviors, and the potential consequences of effective and ineffective design. So, today we have with us Ravind Kumar, the UIUX COE lead at Unthinkable Solutions. He has an extensive experience. In designing digital platforms and knows the nitty-gritty of making a digital product stand out thanks for joining us Ravin
1: thank you Anmol glad to be here to talk on this wonderful topic
0: so Ravin to get started on our discussion I would love to delve into the concept of emotional design in user experience can you walk us through what it means and why is it important to have an emotional connection with your user?
1: Sure, Amal. Uh Yeah, so we all know emotions, right? Uh, it's pretty much straightforward. And we know that the main defining moments in our lives are typically associated with some sort of emotional states. And we all have our own ways of expressing it. For example, when we you know gain grades that are necessary to go to our favorite school, we feel happy. And we feel other way around if we, you know, uh, in off cases when we cannot. So, talking about the process over here, emotional design is a practice of creating products that invokes or you can call trigger some specific emotions in the user. It's about creating an experience that goes beyond mere just functionality, but it basically connects with the user on human level. So, emotion Uh, you know, play a pivotal role in decision-making, memory and human interactions. And designers can create more engaging, memorable and effective user experiences by leveraging them. Well, uh, it's not just about, you know, uh, creating or cultivating just the positive emotions always. It sometimes involves the intentionally invoking invocation, I would say. Of negative uh, emotions as well, to achieve some specific user experience goal or to drive certain user behavior. So this approach can be, you know, used to convey seriousness, create urgency, uh, or or in a fear of anything, or to highlight the importance of an issue. For example, uh, in a recent project uh, named as Verency. So I'll I'll give you an overview about that product first. So the product was designed to let the users know about uh you know their carbon footprints by analyzing their spendings and activities. So what we did there what I mean we have tried to trigger a negative set of emotions that is called as guilt to encourage them to offset their carbon footprints by spending some amount of money in you know green initiatives. So, that's how. But, you know, I mean, while doing this, we have realized that, you know, it's also sometimes becomes very tricky. And here is the take. The use of negative emotions in the design should be done thoughtfully and, you know, really, uh, I mean, ethically also. So, I mean, by ensuring that the end goal is always, you know, to benefit the users, whether it's through promoting some sort of positive you know behavioral changes drawing attention to an important issue or enhancing the overall effectiveness of the user experience uh if i talk about some you know another example airbnb is another good i mean you know very good example wherein they have you know they uh, use emotional design to create a sense of belonging and community so their interface is designed to inspire trust and safety by showcasing user profiles reviews and you know personal stories etc It is simply just to, you know, make the experience more relatable to human so that, uh, you know, they can, they can, you know, gain some sort of confidence on emotional level. So, to conclude, it's really important to look into the emotional state of the end users, to connect with the end users and to, you know, analyze them on human level and craft something that they love using it.
0: That's fascinating. And I think the idea of using both positive and negative emotions in design is truly intriguing. And it is clear that emotional design has the power to create deeply impactful user experiences. And now I'm very curious, how do you strike that delicate balance between functional usability and emotional impact in your design? is it like a constant tug of war that is happening or are there specific strategies you employ to achieve both effectively
1: uh, all right let's see and try to understand the interplay between functionality and emotions in design particularly so uh, you know it's like a uh, you know walking on a tightrope on one side you have got a solid grounds of functional uh, usability and uh, this is where uh, everything must be intuitive and straightforward. And uh, it's also, you know, it's, a, it's about making sure that uh, users can navigate effortlessly uh, through it and get things done without a hitch. But then there is the, you know, another side, the whole other side of it, that is the emotional landscape. So um, imagine you are creating a uh, story through your design and you are not just arranging pixels and code. You are weaving a narrative that taps into the heart of user experience. Uh, it's, it's about, you know, choosing the right colors, the right set of typography and those tiny, uh, almost magical interactions that bring a smile to someone's face, whoever is using it. So, these little touches they are like a spice you know spices in a dish uh they they basically make all the difference giving the users a sense of achievement or maybe a moment of delight altogether so you know but but here is a trick like like we have already discussed that you have to keep it very simple and straightforward like you know everything should be in harmony and you know the too much spices And you definitely will overwhelm the user's uh, senses. So, uh, you know, and the way you, you know, achieve it is to test and tweak. Watch how users react and, you know, make sure those emotional touches enhance, you know, overall, I mean, they enhance the, you know, overall experience without overshadowing the core functionality. Um, Also, there is one more thing that uh, I would like to talk about that we you know as a designer we always aims for you know universal design principles and by this what I mean is like we uh, you know the accessibility and usability check the uniform accessibility and usability checks are the way that how we achieve these uh, universal uh, design principles and uh, when I say universal uh, design principle it means that every user should be considered while you know uh, you are working or designing any product so every single user uh, deserves to, you know, feel that emotional connect uh, regardless of how actually they are interacting with the product. I'll, I'll take uh, another example here. So there is there was this another project. It was a language learning app. So we primarily have focused on mental state of the users and try to make the overall journey of learning app as intuitive as possible with, you know, clear uh, progress tracking and bit size lessons. But, you know, what sets it apart is the, I mean, it's use of playful characters and, you know, the positive reinforcements that we have provided. So, it cheers the user with, you know, each milestones that they are achieving, you know, and it helped us, you know, turning that daunting task of learning uh, into, you know, a series of rewarding moments for us as well as the user. So, it's like that. So, we kept you know, we, we keep iterating, you know, blending usability with emotions, making sure that our designs are not just easy to use, but also resonate on human level. So, in simple words, I mean, it's like a dance between mind and the heart. And uh, when you when you find the rhythm, uh, that's where great designs live.
0: Wow, that was beautifully put. Totally convinced on the point that design isn't just about function or aesthetics alone. It is about that intricate balance between the two. And I must say you totally hit the nail with that example of a language learning app. I think it is important to ensure that everyone can connect with the design on an emotional level. It is a powerful reminder for all of us in the creative field that our work has to resonate with the heart as much as it makes sense to the mind. so now let's consider a different aspect here you know there could be a few unfavorable experiences that a user might face while using a digital platform so by any chance or in any scenario can emotional design in any way mitigate the impact if not completely avoid it
1: yeah absolutely emotional design can play a crucial role in not just uh, mitigating these unfavorable experience you talked about but also in transforming them into you know opportunities for uh, positive engagements so uh, let's let's break it down a bit and you know uh, let's talk about a few examples here so firstly emotional design is you know about crafting an experience that resonates with user on personal level like we already have discussed so it's about you know understanding the psychology behind emotions and uh, how they basically drive the user's behavior and how they perceive things right and then now like you know um, when users encounter issues or frustration within any you know digital platform it's the emotional context of the ux that can you know either amplify their irritation or help them you know soothe it basically so for instance let, let's uh, talk about some example uh, uh, you might have seen those error messages that you generally get on you know these digital platforms so no one likes to be told that they have made a mistake right but it's an you know inevitable part of interacting with digital platforms we cannot do anything with that but you know as standard uh, uh, you know error message how does it look like error message 404 uh, page not found let's say which is quite you know i mean is it is as warm as called you know leftover cup of a coffee so it's technically informative but emotionally barren now imagine the other situation around uh, you are being shown up uh, an, an error page that had a you know friendly mascot with a humorous or empathetic message like uh, whoops looks like this page uh, took a day off let's get back to you on track so, you know, suddenly the user's frustration is met with humor, which can overall, you know, diffuse the situation and create a more positive association with the brand. And uh, l- let's take another example. So, I mean, I-, I pretty like the way that applications handle these loading, you know, s- scenarios in different ways. So let's, let's, uh, you know, talk about that a bit. So a user's patient can, you know, patients can veer uh, thin if they are actually staring on a blank screen and it might be frustrating sometime you know waiting for content to load but what if during that particular time there is an engaging animation or a game like google uh, you know chrome browser does right or maybe some fun fact displayed so this approach uses the waiting time to entertain or educate the user about something which can transform a potentially you know negative experience into a moment of delight so uh, the another aspect would be the personalization. I mean, this also plays a you know very important role when it comes to mitigate these uh, sort of negative experiences. So you know it plays a huge part in emotional design, of course. When a let's say when a platform can remember your preferences and suggest uh, you know relevant content, and you can uh, you know customize th- that particular product the way you want, and they also greet you by your name so overall it basically creates a sense of you know being understood and valued this uh, particular connection makes user more you know forgiving and you know uh, patient when things don't actually go right as they have expected because they feel like they are you know interacting with a system that knows them
0: that's an insightful perspective i must say i think the most compelling aspect of your emotional design philosophy would be its holistic nature and it is right that design is not only about visuals or animations but also an experience that acknowledges the user's feeling at every turn and i believe it is about creating a space where user feel understood appreciated and connected at the same time so now this leads me to another related topic that i find crucial in the design process that is the color influence So as we know, colors have a profound impact on our emotions and can set the mood of an entire digital experience. So now I am very curious to hear your thoughts on this. How critical is it for designers to consider the influence of color when crafting digital platforms? And how do these colors impact the response and behavior of the audiences?
1: Color influence is absolutely fundamental in the realm of design, especially when we are creating digital experiences and platforms. It's like the silent language of our digital experience speaking directly to our emotions and subconscious. You see, uh, every uh, color has its own psychological impact and significance, a kind of emotional weight that they carry and drive, and they also make us how, you know, they define us how we feel and act without us even realizing it. So, uh, for designers, it's, uh, I mean, this means that, you know, choosing the right color palette isn't just about, you know, aesthetics and what we see. It's also about effectively communicating the essence of the platform and guiding user behavior. Take for instances, uh, I mean, the green color. It's often associated with growth, renewal and health, right? And that's why you will see it dominating the branding of mainly uh, environment. Uh, you know, conscious companies and health and wellness applications. It's not just a pretty shade. It's a strategic decision to invoke a specific emotion, uh, emotional response from the audience. And if we talk about, uh, I mean, on the other hand, a vibrant color like red can invoke excitement, urgency or some sort of caution. It's, you know, actually great for uh, grabbing attentions. And which is why it is you know commonly used in main call to action buttons or sales announcements and you know these kind of places so yeah i mean this this color also you know carries a negative annotation along with it so uh, we have to like carefully use it so that it you know uh, doesn't become overwhelming for the user and can you know doesn't create anxiety in the end users mindset so when uh, we are, you know, talking about colors, we should also talk about the accessibility. High color contrast schemes make content more readable and, you know, accessible to everyone. You know, in- including including those people who are uh, with some visual impairments or are having some limitations, uh, you know, accessing any content. So thoughtful color choices can ensure that a digital platform is uh, welcoming to a broader audience. Also, uh, cultural context can cannot be also ignored. Culture uh, impacts uh, these decisions a lot. Color carries different sort of meanings and different societies. So, when a digital platform is intended for a global audience, designers must be particularly be very sensitive to these nuances to avoid unintended messages or responses. So, overall, color is a powerful tool in shaping user experience. It can attract or engage or you know repeal or even you know influence conversion rates and user retentions so for designers it is very important for uh, them to understand the color psychology and its overall impact on the audience it's not just cru- uh, you know critical or crucial it's a responsibility for all the designers and with every hue selected we are not just painting a picture we are setting the environmental tone for the entire user journey on the digital platform
0: that's enlightening and i think what really resonates with me is the idea that color isn't just a visual element but a psychological one as well and i believe it is not just about what looks good but also about what feelings those colors evoke and how they align with the brand's message and goals I even appreciate you bringing up the importance of cultural sensitivity in design. It is a powerful reminder that our digital platforms need to be inclusive and respectful of all users. Now this brings me to an even broader consideration within the realm of UI UX. So we have already touched on the psychological impact of color right? But let's expand on that a bit more. So Ravin, according to you, what role does psychology play in your overall design decisions and how do you go about determining which emotional triggers to implement in your interfaces?
1: Well, uh, when it comes to incorporating psychology into design, it's about tapping into a few principles that drive human behavior. Principles such as just all slow which tells us how people perceive order in chaos or the concept of uh, cognitive load, which reminds us to keep things simple just to avoid overwhel- overwhelming the user. Uh, designer must know which emotional trigger will work together to create the desired experience. And in order to identify these triggers, we should start by defining the overall emotional journey that we would you know, want the end users to take on this product so uh the main construct designers can use for this is empathizing with the end users it's like putting yourself into the user's shoe to understand their motivations their fears their desires and everything all about them this helps you create an experience that resonates them on a personal level so once you have a grip on those basic emotional states of end users you can start tailoring the experience to meet their needs and connect you know, with them on more personal and emotional level. Uh, I would I would say everything from color palette to the shape of button can invoke some specific set of feelings and they, they can also drive some decisions and lead to actions. Uh, so, we just recently talked about the color psychology, right? So, let's take an example from one of our projects that we have concluded recently. So we have designed a banking application and uh, you know we all know that money is a sensitive and personal matter for most of the people. They need to feel confident that their finances are in safe hands and also easily manageable through that particular application. Hence, while designing that particular app, the primary psychology goal was to invoke a sense of security and trust. So we know that color plays an important role in defining the overall psychology of product. and taking inspiration from color psychology, we have chosen blue color and have used it you know wisely blending with their main you know branding color. And why specifically blue? because blue is often associated with trust, security and spaceability. And well, that's not just about it. We also have carefully used a very empathetic uh, uh, language throughout the application to create warmth. Uh, a sleek sense serif typography to make it more cleaner and you know have focused on some other critical use cases to create that overall trust and warmth uh, in the user's mindset. So talking in conclusion psychology isn't just a part of design process it's the foundation upon which all our design decisions are built and by understanding and thought thoughtfully applying these emotional triggers, we aim to create interfaces, not only serve a uh, functional purpose, but also connects with user.
0: Rightly said Travin. I think it is about the subtle design choices that can make a world of a difference in how users feel and behave. So now moving further, I would like to talk about the critical advancement that is becoming more and more relevant these days and that is conversational interfaces so how do you see emotional design evolving in these contexts
1: well uh, let's first understand what is a conversational platform or an application so these are applications that can mimic human-like conversation either through a text-based inputs or voice-based inputs so as these conversational interfaces become more prevalent emotional design is entering into an exciting chapter i would i see it like that because you know in these products the interaction that we are having with them it's like we ask a question and they answer it promptly it's just that they feels a bit monotonous and plain right uh so for for example verbi uh verbi, uh is our indigenously built text-based conversational uh, application that basically leverage uh, that leverages uh, chat ChatGPT technology but with a more refined experience designed to elevate the emotional edge. So now let's talk about how we have tried to make it more human using design specifically. So there are a few feature sets that we have implemented. Uh, so uh, let's consider a normal conversation between two human right. And we don't generally set context again and again out there and this feature that I am going to talk about is also inspired by the same idea. We provided an option to define the context of uh, you know the overall conversation so that AI model remembers the context all the time and does not feel artificial. So this helped us make it more natural to human experiences. And another feature that comes into my mind is to provide the nested question functionality. So it is to keep the context clear and giving users the control to, you know, seek information for mul- from multiple dimensions, right? So that's the another example. So the philosophy, you know, behind providing these features was that when we interact with these application, we are not just looking for information, but we are also seeking for some understanding and companionship. So, the the AI's capability to respond with, you know, empathy, humor, and a touch of personality makes the conversation feel more natural and engaging. And this is emotional design at work, where the AI uses uh, sentiment analysis to gauge the user's mood and uh, adjust its responses accordingly. In the future, I see emotional design in conversational interfaces become more sophisticated. Imagine, Verbi, not just understand your words, but... Uh, also, pick up on the small details in your language and provide a peek into your experience. Oh, sorry, emotional state. It could, you know, uh, provide you more emotionally soothing answers if you were feeling down, or boost your morale in off scenarios. So they definitely will be capable of, you know, detecting and adapting to these complex emotional cues, leading to more nuanced and supportive interactions.
0: I must say, I am impressed with that detailed explanation of emotional design in conversational interfaces that you just gave, especially the push to make a text-based system like Verbi more emotionally aware. I think the move towards making these interactions more dynamic and human is fascinating, suggesting we are nearing a point where digital companions can grasp both the substance and the sentiment of a conversation. So to sum it up, emotional design is not an afterthought, rather it's a necessity for creating engaging digital platforms. It's what turns an ordinary experience into an extraordinary one. And in an increasingly digital world, that's not just nice to have, it's what will set successful platforms apart. And with that, we come to the end of a truly engaging and thought-provoking discussion. I would like to extend my heartfelt thank you to our guest Ravin Kumar for sharing his expertise and insights into the evolving world of user experience. Thank you, Robin
1: Thank you, Anmol. Uh, it was a wonderful experience talking about emotions in design and how we tap into a few UX laws and philosophy behind it overall. So I'm eager to see how these, you know, minute yet... Uh, critical aspects in design will evolve in the future and I believe that we can anticipate a seamless integration of design elements that are so intuitive that they, you know, mirror human behavior and thought patterns. Thanks.
0: Surely, Ravan, we have an exciting future ahead. Now, last but not least, a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And if you are looking to ramp up your design game for digital platforms, speak to our experts at Unthinkable Solutions. For more details, visit our website. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the Unthinkable Tech Podcast. So that you never miss out on the latest innovation in the technology landscape. I wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Keep listening.